You're listening to the BCHL Podcast, the official podcast of the BCHL. Into the goal, he scores! He scores! And they just win by four! Driving to the net, he scores! From his backhand to his forehand, a shorthanded breakaway. Right in, scores! Shoots his one, third hand, Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Scores! Ozar wins it! Overtime winner! Now, here's your host, Jesse Adamson. Hey there, welcome to the BCHL Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Adamson. We are back once again and we have a special episode for you. As the BCHL kicked off its coverage of the 2021 NHL Entry Draft this week. As is the case in most years, the BCHL is set to be well represented at the draft. NHL Central Scouting published their final rankings ahead of the draft in late May. And there were 13 players in total with BCHL ties that were included on the list. Five of these players played in the pod season in the 2020-21 season. Another two are committed to BCHL teams for next year. An additional five played in the league's exhibition season, extended training camp in the fall. And one player is a graduated player from the BCHL, and that is top prospect, former trail smoke eater, and current University of Michigan forward Kent Johnson. With all that being said, we'll be catching up with a lot of these prospects in the next couple weeks in anticipation of the draft on July 23rd. So today we'll bring you interviews with four of these players and you can get their thoughts on the draft and uh, how they're feeling going into the big day. Before we start the interviews, I want to let you know that the BCHL's NHL draft coverage is presented by Chevrolet. Chevrolet is a founding partner of the BCHL and we thank them for their continued support. All right, let's get to the interviews. Our first conversation is with Trail Smoke Eaters goaltender Logan Turness. Turness played two seasons in the BCHL, uh, one of which he won the Rookie of the Year Award in 2019-20 and backed it up with another solid season in the pod for the Smoke Eaters. He comes in ranked as the 25th North American goalie heading into the draft, and he's headed to the University of Connecticut in the fall. We caught up with Turness to talk about a number of things, including the draft, his future at UConn, and to talk about his former teammate and top prospect, Kent Johnson. All right, Logan, you were ranked as the 25th uh, North American goalie by NHL Central Scouting in their final rankings. Uh, what was your reaction when you saw that? Um, that yeah, it's pretty cool to see. Um, I know just just my whole life, that's been something that I've been looking forward to is um, just getting closer and closer to the NHL. I think I think for a lot of hockey players, that's their lifelong goal. And just to see see their rankings come out and have my name on there is, is definitely really cool to see and really exciting. So you hadn't been listed throughout the year, um, and but then you you were on those final rankings. So what was it in the back of your mind at all throughout the season, and maybe hoping to see yourself pop up on that list? Um, I think just during the season, you just worry about playing your best and let let everything like rankings, all that, just fall into place after. I think if you focus too much on those rankings or anything, it kind of gets to you a little bit. So just going out and playing the best you can, and just work working as hard as you can to do everything. Um, and hopefully the right people see you, see you doing everything right. And then, um, yeah, if, if you get ranked, that's great. And if not, you just got to keep proving yourself 
that you're you're supposed to be there. So your team in trail this year, you, you had a lot of turnover compared to the year before and obviously some really high-end players moved on. Um, so naturally, because of that, the team wasn't quite as successful as the year before, but that didn't really seem to affect your play. You you still managed a 925 save percentage, uh, which was fifth best in the league. Uh, you finished over 500, had a couple of shutouts. How would you assess your play in the pod season? Uh, I think I think for the most part, it was pretty well. Um and yeah, even even having a younger team, I think um, it's not it's not too much of a, a bump in the road for a goalie, especially because you just have the same job no matter what. It's just keep the puck out of the net. So um, I think it's great to have a lot of scoring in front of you, but when you have a younger team, you kind of just have to step up and be a leader a little bit. And um, yeah, it's like some nights aren't going to be as easy as others, but um, I think just helping our younger players get into the league a little bit more and. Um, I guess give them a boost if we have to and just keep going with that. And I think um, for me, it was just more worrying about just playing my game and doing whatever I can. And um, yeah, just letting our young guys do their thing too. So you were part of the Penticton pod and you, you were in that pod with uh, the V's and with the Cranbrook Bucks. So that means that you were playing those two teams uh, 10 times, which uh, which is a lot to play one team in such a, a short amount of time. So I'm just curious, how does that affect you as a goalie? Like I know uh, goalies like to get a read on which player on how players like to to approach offense, where they like to shoot, uh, recognize their habits and tendencies. Did it make it easier for you uh, knowing that you were kind of playing the same guys over and over and you got to know them pretty well? Yeah, I think a little bit. You kind of get to know who's who's their top scorers or their best guys and you you get a gauge for where they like to shoot and what they like to do but um same thing like on the other end then they get to see you a lot and then um in their video sessions they pick apart the goalies they pick apart your your d zone structure they pick apart your neutral zone structure so i think it goes both ways so i think it's it's a pretty level playing field no matter how you put it so um yeah i think think all that happens is as you get to play those teams it just gets a little more defensive and a little more um, you have you kind of have to run your systems properly and to be able to beat those teams just because you get to know each other so well. So, but yeah, for a goalie, like still at the end of the day, you just just can't really focus too much on that. Or um, if you're guessing a guy's going to shoot somewhere and he doesn't, even though that's where he shot all the time, like it's, it's still going to go in. So you have to, you really just have to focus on making the next save no matter what. So one of your former teammates in trail, Kent Johnson, he's projected to be a high first round pick this year. Uh, I, I know you guys didn't play together this year as he was uh, off to Michigan, but what can you say about him as a teammate um, in that time you guys spent together? Oh, he was great. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I've played with many more skilled players than him. Um, it's definitely, definitely a lot of things he's done that I've seen in practice. That I'm just like, wow, I can't believe this guy can do that. And, um, yeah, just, just having a player who can go out there and get us two goals in a third period or three goals in a third period if he, if he has to is is just like unbelievable to watch from a guy like that. And then seeing him go into Michigan and light it up how he did this year and saw him on Sports Center top 10 and all that, like it's pretty cool to see a guy that we were playing with and doing so well for us go up to the next level. And then now he's rack, uh, ranked to go first round pretty high. So um, yeah, it's just cool to see a guy like that develop so good and i don't know i think i think he's going to be a great player in the nhl too so we talked about your strong season in the pod but i know every player at this level is always trying to get better uh so what are some things that you're working on in the off season 
Uh, I think just when you go up every level, it, it gets a little faster, a little stronger, a little harder. So I think for myself, just um, working on my speed a little bit more, reacting to quicker plays and just getting a little stronger in the gym so I can hold my own out there too. So um, I think I think those are the main things that I really need to focus on for coming up in this next level here. So last time we spoke, uh, back in November, actually, you had just announced your commitment to the University of Connecticut. Um, how has that relationship gone since then? How did they handle communication with you throughout uh, what was a, a pretty strange season? Oh, it's been awesome with them. I think um, everything with them's on so smoothly so far, and just all the people there are so professional with everything they do. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to go in there. It seems seems like a great place to play, and yeah, just again, like everyone there was so welcoming to me and really looking forward to getting there soon. Yeah, you, you mentioned to me before uh, we hit record that you, you are heading there pretty soon. So uh, how excited are, are you to actually get there and uh, start this new chapter of your hockey career? Yeah, super, super excited. I think um, anytime you go up a level, you don't really know what to expect right, right away. So I'm um, just, yeah, just excited to get there and just go through everything and kind of just take take every day as it goes and just try to keep getting better. So the draft is only a couple weeks away, just a little over as we record this. So what are your plans on draft day? Who are you going to be watching with? Um, I'll probably just, I'll be at school. So probably just um, keep an eye on my phone and hopefully, hopefully my name gets called. That'll probably be one of the coolest moments of my hockey career in my life for sure. If that, if that ends up happening. So um yeah, I think it'll be just a pretty pretty normal day at um, at school, but um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. So uh, this is a question I've been asking all, all the guys that I've been talking to about the draft. So if you're speaking to an NHL GM about the draft and potentially being selected by the team, uh, how would you describe your game and how do you think it would translate to the pro level? Um, yeah, I think that my ability to read the play is, is getting really good. And um, I think I'm pretty quick, so I can get side to side because... Um, yeah, hockey's just getting so fast. Like players, are, players know they have to move the puck side to side. It's hard, hard to be a goalie in a straight shot now in pretty much any league. So I think, um, just for me, like I've my ability to get side to side across the crease and just to read the game, I think, um, is what really helps me. And I think that's what'll help me if I end up getting to that level. Last question for you. I know you touched on this a little bit. You mentioned it would be the, the highlight of your hockey career, but what would it mean to you and, and your family as well uh, if you were to get selected at the draft in a couple of weeks? Oh, it means so much to everyone for me and my family. And um, yeah, it'll, it'll definitely, like like I said earlier, be the coolest moment in my hockey career in my life so far. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it and hopefully my name gets called. Well, uh, that's all I got for you. So thanks a lot for joining me, Logan. Uh, best of luck at UConn next year and best of luck at the draft in a couple of weeks. Thank you. Big thank you to Logan Turness for joining the podcast. Next up, our second interview is with Chilliwack Chiefs forward Sasha Telegrin. Telegwin played his first and only season in the BCHL with the Chiefs in the pod. The 18-year-old put up impressive numbers right from the start. He had four goals and 14 assists for 18 points in 20 games, which led to him being named the Chilliwack Pod's top rookie in what was the only unanimous decision from the voters. 
Like Turness, Teleguin is also committed to the University of Connecticut and will be heading there this fall. And he comes in ranked as the 134th North American skater by NHL Central Scouting, which is the highest among skaters that participated in last year's BCHL season. He's also a player who's been included on all of Central Scouting's players to watch lists throughout the year. So this didn't come as any type of surprise that he made the final rankings. We were able to catch up with him to talk about how he's handled the anticipation of the draft, his recent commitment to UConn, and look back at his one year with the Chilliwack Chiefs. So, Sasha, I know you and I chatted uh, near the end of the pod season. I believe it was early May. Uh, a lot has happened in your world since, uh, since then. Um, uh, first off, you announced your commitment to the University of Connecticut. Congratulations on that. Uh, why was UConn the right fit for you? Oh, uh, well... Thank you for starters, but um, UConn is uh, one of those programs that's, you know, on the up and coming. They uh, finished fourth in the Hockey East and they uh, also, you know, broke ground on a $70 million facility that'll be ready next year. So, you know, they're building their program and, uh, you know, they've uh, they've been one of those teams that, uh, you know, really uh focus on development of their players similar to uh you know Chilak and uh, their uh you know coaching staff and um I thought it was just a great fit you know the coaches are you know not only are they great coaches they're you know they're great people and um they're uh they're they're going to build um a pretty elite team soon and you know they're pretty offensively minded and uh you know so am I so I thought that was you know, going to be a good fit and uh, I'm excited to see what will uh, what'll be the outcome. Yeah. So you're, you're heading there to play this coming fall for the 21, 22 season. Uh, how much are you looking forward to getting there and starting that next chapter of your hockey career? Uh, you know, I'm super excited. It's, um, you know, it's definitely a little bit, um, overwhelming or, you know, maybe a little intimidating to, uh, you know, make that jump and, you know, play with, uh, you know, guys three, four, five years older than I am. And, uh, you know, it'll, it'll definitely be a challenge, but, you know, I'm super excited to, uh, you know, test myself and, uh, see what I do at the next level. And, um, I, you know, I couldn't be more excited. Another big thing that's happened since the pod season is that uh, the NHL Central Scouting's final rankings came out ahead of the draft in July. Uh, you're ranked as the 134th North American skater, uh, which is the highest ranked out of uh, active BCHL players from last year. Uh, I know you were on all their lists and their updates throughout the year, so it's not like it was uh, a surprise or something new. But what, when you saw the final ranking and, and the fact that you were on there and, and where you were ranked, what was your reaction? Oh, well, you know, um, you know, obviously I'm super grateful to, uh, even be on that list and, uh, you know, it's a pretty cool, you know, thing to have under your name and, you know, to, uh, be acknowledged by you know, all people in the sport and, you know, have them rank or have, have them rank me and, uh, I think I have that, you know, sort of potential and, you know, have them see, uh, you know, that ability in me. Um, it's pretty cool, but. Um, you know, I didn't think much of it. A list at the end of the day, a list is a list and, um, you know, everyone has their opinions, uh, you know, of each and every uh, player. So 
as far as the draft goes, uh, you know, I, I don't know if that'll have much of an influence on it. You know, many things change when it comes to draft day, you know, people drop, people jump. So, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm just, uh, trying to, you know, bury my head down work hard and, you know, keep training and, uh, you know, we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens. So for the second year in a row, the draft is being held virtually. Um, so is that disappointing to you at all? Would you have maybe wanted to attend, um, if it was, uh, being held in, in an NHL arena? I mean, yeah, I think, uh, I think that obviously be something I'd be interested in. Um, I think there's a lot of other things that go into that decision, you know, the probability of, uh, of that happening and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. So, um, no, I, uh, obviously it'd be a pretty cool thing to you know be there when uh, your name gets called, but obviously it's different this year and it was different last year. So, uh, you know, if, if it were to happen, uh, I, uh, probably would. So probably be a pretty cool experience. What do you plan to do um, now that you know it is being virtually and you won't be attending? What's what's your plan for the day? Uh, well, you know, um, I just, uh, you know, just cross my fingers and uh, stay home and pay attention to my phone and see what happens. You know, I don't have I don't really have any uh, anything crazy planned. Just, uh, you know, as I said, keeping my fingers crossed and, uh, you know. So yeah. I just want to talk about the pod season very briefly. Uh, you uh, you were named the Chilliwack Pod Top Rookie. That was the only one of the pod awards that was a unanimous choice from the coaches and broadcasters. Uh, what did it mean to you to get that kind of recognition from them? Oh, uh, yeah, it was really cool. Um, you know, obviously, uh, there, was, um, there was a lot of... Uh, good rookies and there's a lot of good players on uh between the two teams that we played and um you know to uh you know have people recognize me as uh you know one of the better rookies or uh you know out of three teams total um you know it's pretty cool it's pretty cool to get that recognition and um acknowledgement so yeah i appreciated that so you ended up with 18 points in 20 games in the pod. Uh, the team was just one win short of winning, um, winning the pod there. Uh, I know it was a strange year, but how would you assess your, your first and only BCHL season? Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely a weird one. Um, I mean, it was weird, but at the same time it was, uh, no, I still really enjoyed it. It was, um, you know, it was, a uh, really great learning experience. You know, I learned a lot as far as, uh, you know, learning things about hockey and, um, you know, learning things about becoming an adult, becoming an adult and getting ready, you know, for the next stage in life as far as, uh, hockey and as far as hockey and, you know, growing up goes, um, it was definitely an unordinary season as far as, you know, having, a 20 game season and you know how crazy our schedule was and you know being patient and training for four months before a season started but you know all in all it, it was great you know I learned a lot about hockey I learned a lot about the game I'm I made uh you know I, I met a lot of, a lot of people I made you know a lot of new friends that I won't forget about and uh yeah it was definitely an unforgettable experience so your 2002 birthday, I know your, your birthday's uh, later in September, so you're considered a late birthday, which means this is your first time being eligible for the NHL draft. Uh, is there anyone that you've leaned on for, for advice through this process? 
Oh, I mean, yeah, obviously, uh, you know, I talk to, uh, my dad a lot, you know, my dad has, uh, you know, guided me in the hockey world my whole life. So I obviously, you know, fall to him for a lot of advice and, uh, you know, I talk to him, you know, daily about, uh, you know, just hockey in general. Um, you know, and then there's people like my, you know, my advisor, you know, coaches, you know, some of my teammates. So, you know, I, I definitely have, um, definitely have a circle of people that, you know, I've talked to that, you know, to help me get through, uh, and, you know, understand, uh, everything. So, yeah. So this is a question I've been asking everybody, but, uh, if, if you were speaking to an NHL GM about the draft and they were considering selecting you, how would you describe your game and how do you, how would it translate to the pro level? Uh, I think, um, I was, I think I'm, uh, you know, pretty intense player. I play, I play at a fast pace. I think I'm skilled. Um, you know, I can make plays happen. I'm creative. You know, I think that covers most of it, but you know, uh, I think to highlight, um, I think my best attributes are probably my speed and skill and play the game at a pretty high pace. So that's, uh, that's what I would tell an NHL GM. Last question for you. So if uh, we get to the draft on, on uh, later in July and you do end up getting selected, what would it mean to you and your family to um, reach that goal of yours? I mean, obviously it's, uh, you know, every hockey player is uh, part, you know, it's probably part of every single hockey player's dream is, you know, getting selected in the draft and then the other one, you know, playing in the NHL. But, um, you know, that's something I've definitely been, uh, you know, working my whole life towards. And I've put so much, you know, hard work and dedication and, you know, all those hours spent on the ice, you know, with my dad and, uh, you know, in the weight room, it's, uh, would definitely mean the world to me, you know, just, uh, getting to, you know, hear my name called on that stage. It would, uh, it would be a huge accomplishment. And, um, you know, once again, I'm sure, uh, any other, uh, any other former draft pick could tell you that it's, uh, you know, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. And, uh, it's definitely something that, uh, you know, as a hockey player that gets picked on NHL, it's something to always remember. So it would, it would definitely be pretty cool. All right, Sasha. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. Uh, good luck at the draft in a couple of weeks and, uh, good luck as you start your college career. Yeah, thank you so much for the interview. Have a good one. Thank you to Sasha Telegren for joining us. Moving on to interview number three, we speak with West Kelowna Warriors defenseman Charles Alexis Legault. Warriors fans should be familiar with Legault from last year's extended training camp season when he was with West Kelowna. Uh, He was one of the players that moved to play in the U.S. around the new year when uh, it wasn't certain that the BCHL would be playing games. But the good news is he is going to be back in West Kelowna for the 21-22 season. Legault comes in as the 123rd ranked North American skater by NHL Central Scouting. And we caught up with him to chat about the draft, about his decision to return to West Kelowna this year, and about his NCAA future at Boston University.
So, Charles Alexis, uh, you were with the Warriors during the exhibition season uh, and then moved on to play in the USHL in January to uh, get a chance to get some games in. But you're back with West Kelowna next year. Uh, what made you decide to return to the BCHL for the 21-22 season? Um, uh, the coaching staff was probably the biggest factor that made me uh, choose to, to go back to West K next year. Uh, just Simon Ferguson, uh, Ayrton Nichols, and uh, Josh Georges, uh, a great group, and also the guys that are coming back next year. We should be we, we should be having a good team, and the place like BC, one of the most beautiful like provinces in Canada. So just the like the overall uh, setup for me, I thought it. You, you mentioned the guys coming back next season and your relationship with the coaches. So looking ahead to next year, what are you expecting from the Warriors and, and what t- type of team do you think you'll be? I think we'll, we'll have a lot of skills, a lot of speed. We'll be able to make plays. Just we, we will have like, you see, like every guy's going to be good. So I like, we're still early, but like for sure the, the goal is, is to win it all. So. So obviously the NHL draft is coming up and you were ranked as the 123rd North American skater by central scouting in their final rankings. Uh, what, what did it mean to see yourself slotted in there on that list? I mean, it's a good acknowledgement of, of how hard I've worked, but it's just, uh, I mean, the draft is just, it just determines where you're going and afterwards there's still a lot of work to be put in. So, uh, so yeah, I, I don't really make a big, uh, big, uh, like it doesn't like it matters, but it doesn't really matter to me. So you're a player who's been on these central scouting lists throughout the last season. Um, for people that don't know, they do, they do updates throughout the year. Um, and I think I kind of know what your answer is going to be based on the answer you just gave me. But is that something that you paid attention to and keep track of uh, where you're where you're at on each update? I mean, like I'm, I didn't didn't really matter to me. It's for me, it's more like whether the team does well or or and and if we win so so whether i was ranked uh like a certain number i didn't really care at that point so if you do end up getting drafted and and hearing your name called then i'm sure it will still be a special moment um obviously you don't know if that's going to happen for sure but if it does um how do you think you'll react what do you what will it mean to you and your family uh, if you did get drafted it will for sure be be a good day i'll be i'll be happy with myself but uh the same thing i said it's just it's just where i'm i will be heading in the future and and it's just just want to make i'm just gonna work harder afterwards so I just want to ask you a little bit about your dad, actually. Your dad, Alexandra, is a, a former pro hockey player. He was an NHL draft pick, and he actually played at Boston University for a couple of years where you're also committed to. Uh, what kind yeah. of a role has your dad played in your hockey career so far? He's taught me a lot. Uh, I mean, since I've been a child, where we've been practicing together. He's, he's taught me a lot. And... His better, uh, he taught me what he did and what he did wrong, and I can learn from his mistakes and his uh, his success. 
So I'm sure him having played at BU had a lot to do with your decision to commit there. But um, beyond that, why did you ultimately end up choosing that school as your NCAA home? I think it's one of like the, the best program in NCAA and uh, just the coaching staff over there, the installations and just you, you see how they, they, they are able to develop their demand and like there's so many in that have graduated to the next level. So he, based on that, I, I chose to go to the, the and to commit it to be. So we, we talked about uh, earlier how you had gotten a chance to, to be with the Warriors and, and in the city of West Kelowna uh, back in the fall and winter of last year. But uh, you're still coming in and, and I mean, technically you'll be a rookie because you haven't played any regular season games. So what kind of advantage do you think you have um, already being familiar with the team and with uh, the community and coming in uh, compared to someone who's coming in fresh for their rookie season? I think exactly like uh, I'll go to the same billet. I'll be ready. The The only change will be a couple different guys, guys on the team. And like, I know like the, the coaching system over there, I'll be ready to rock when the season start and compared to the, those other guys that need to, to learn like all the system and to get like he familiar with the environment. Last question for you, uh, bringing it back to the draft. Um, if you were speaking to an NHL GM about the draft and someone who was thinking of selecting you, how would you describe your game and how do you think it would translate to the pro level? I think he, he, I'm a big D-man that skates and that hits. I use my physicality. I train a lot and uh, I, um, I take a lot of pride in, uh, in my physical play. So and I can contribute uh, in both side of the ice at 200 feet, feet defenseman. So that's really that's really how I see myself. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me, and best of luck at the draft. And we'll see you on the ice next season. Thanks. Thanks. Big thank you to Charles Alexis Legault for joining the podcast. Moving on, last but not least, we have come to our fourth interview. This one is with Victoria Grizzlies forward Ellis Rickwood. Rickwood is coming off quite the impressive campaign in the pod season. He ended up being the Island Pod's top scorer, top rookie, and most valuable player after he put up 30 points in 20 games to finish second overall in BCHL scoring. Plenty has happened in Rickwood's world since the end of the pod season. First off, he was ranked 144th among North American skaters by Central Scouting. And most recently, he announced his commitment to Clarkson University. That commitment came so recently, in fact, that when we got the chance to interview him last week, it hadn't even been announced yet. So uh, in the interview, it does come up where uh, he's talking about what he's looking for in a prospective school. So keep in mind that this was done before the announcement to Clarkson was made. On top of that discussion, we also discuss his draft ranking by Central Scouting and how he was able to use his time in the pod season to catch the attention of scouts from the NCAA and the NHL. 
All right, Ellis. So you were the second leading scorer in all of the BCHL during the pod season. You had 30 points in 20 games. Uh, you were named the Island Pod MVP, top rookie, top scorer in the pod. Um, with all that being said, how do you think your first season in the BCHL went? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't think it could have went uh, any better than it did. I, uh, I think it it, uh, it went well. I had a really good season. And, um, yeah, I don't think it could have went any better for me. I, I had a lot of success and um, I had a lot of fun doing it. What do you attribute to that success? Like you came in right away, you, you scored four goals in your first game. Um, what do you attribute to to that instant success you were able to have in the league? Um, yeah, I think there was, uh, we were practicing for around five months in a row there when we were shut down. And uh, I think I just really focused on getting better every day because uh, it was it was pretty crazy. We didn't know if we were going to start or not, but I just wanted to go to the rink and really work on the small things and get better every day. And I think that really helped me when uh, it finally came time to start the season. Uh, I was ready to go. And um, yeah, I mean, the four goals in the first game was uh, really cool and really special to me. Yeah, not a bad way to start your uh, BCHL career. Yeah, no, I was. Uh, I don't think it could have gotten better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so after the season and, and after you got the the Island Pod Awards, there was uh, even more good news for you. Uh, it came out. Uh, NHL Central Scouting came out with their final rankings ahead of the draft, and you're listed as the 144th ranked North American skater. Uh, what does it mean to you to get that recognition? Uh, yeah, I think it, it was never something I uh, focused on too much. Like my coach would always tell me, there's teams calling and watching, but. I think we kind of helped each other not focus on that. And he just really helped me to just like say play hockey. And so I didn't really focus on any of that during the season. And then, yeah, at the end, um, when I saw that come out, it was pretty cool just to get recognized. And uh, yeah, I mean, anytime you see your name on one of those lists, it's pretty cool. So for those that don't know, Central Scouting comes out with lists throughout the year and they kind of update them as they go based on performance and, and stuff like that. And you weren't listed on any of the, the lists until the final rankings came out. And that was after the pod season, after you kind of got a chance to show your stuff a little bit more. So uh, what do you think the, the pod experience and playing with the Grizzlies in the spring there was able to do for your draft stock? Um, yeah, I think that was, uh, that was everything. Um, obviously, like you said, it wasn't on any other lists prior. Um, but just having that really good pro- uh, pod season and having the success really just boosted my draft stock. And yeah, I think if we didn't have the, the pod season, I don't think we'd be talking about any of this right now. <laughs> so, uh, the, the draft is in July, late July. Uh, so, uh, if, if we come to that day and you do hear your name called by, by one of the teams, what did it, what would it mean to you, uh, to get selected by an NHL team? Oh uh, yeah. I think everyone, it's everyone's dream as a hockey player to get, to get drafted. And I think if it happens, I'm going to be really happy and I'm going to do everything I can to make the organization happy. And, you know, if the day comes, it doesn't happen, then, so be it. I'm not uh, not too worried about uh, what what the outcome is. So looking ahead to next year, kind of beyond the draft, I know you're you're coming back to the Grizzlies again. So uh, after such a song, strong season in your first year, what are you focusing on this off season? Are there some areas uh, that you've identified that you want to improve on? What's what's the the off season game plan for you? Oh uh, yeah, I think every day uh, everyone wants to get stronger, and every level you go up in hockey, you need to get stronger. So that's that's one thing everyone has to do is get stronger every day. And so that's one thing I'm really focusing on. And uh, along with that, I want to get uh, quicker and um, I'm doing lots of stuff off ice on ice to uh, improve my speed. And I think those are just the main things in the off season is just getting stronger. And uh, for me particularly is just to get faster. 
Do you have any goals that you set for next year, whether it's personal goals, team goals, uh, anything in your mind that, that you're hoping to accomplish next year? Or is it just kind of improve, making those improvements in your game that you were talking about? Oh, uh, yeah, I think I, think I always want to get better. Um, it's going to be uh, this is one of the first time or like the only first time in junior where I'm coming back to uh, to the same team. And I think I really want to work on my leadership and we're going to have a young group. And I think I just really want to kind of help guide them and lead the way and just for personal goals, I want to get better. I want to, I want to have good point production and just really, really help lead the team to success. So right now you, you haven't announced a commitment to an NCAA school yet. I, I imagine it's coming soon given your strong play last year. Uh, but when you're, when you're making those decisions and talking to teams and schools, what are you personally looking for in a school to make sure it's a good fit for you? Um, yeah, I think it's just the big thing, just the right fit for me. Um, you know, there's some, some big schools, small schools. And uh, really, I just want the right fit. I want to have a good relationship with the coaches and I want to be somewhere where I'm wanted and somewhere where they need me. I want to be going into a role that they need and not just a extra guy that they want to have on their team. I want to be somewhere where I'm needed. And um, yeah, that's just the one main thing for me is somewhere I'm needed and wanted. And I just have a good connection with the coaches. So we briefly talked about this when I interviewed you back in April, but uh, your sister Emily has played three seasons at the University of New Hampshire. What role has she played in the process of you deciding on a, a school to play at? Uh, yeah, I think that's definitely a big part because um, when she made her decision, there's uh, there's things that she really likes that she made her decision and there's some things that she regretted. So I kind of just get the uh, hear everything from her and the positives and negatives when she made her decision. So I can really base mine and just having that, it just makes me feel a lot more comfortable basing my uh, decision. So again, looking ahead to next year, the, the Grizzlies finished first in the Island pod last year. Uh, you guys were one of the best offensive teams in the league. Uh, you mentioned that it's going to be a younger team next year and you're looking to play a leadership role, but uh, overall, what are you expecting from the team in 21, 22? Oh uh, yeah, I think we, uh, like I said, we got a young group, but there's a lot of talent coming through. And, uh, you know, even though we're young, we, uh, we got a lot of talent. Um, I think we just gotta, gotta stick to our game plan. And, um, like, like you said, we were really good offensive team. I think that's what Victoria is always. So I guess we just gotta continue to be offensive and put up the goals, but as well as uh, playing defensive, because we don't want to have too many more of those nine, eight wins. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the, the league's put a schedule out. Uh, there's a, a full 54 game regular season schedule. Uh, things in the province are trending towards uh, allowing fans in the buildings uh, at, at whatever capacity they decide. So how much are you looking forward to playing a, a much more normal season compared to what uh, everyone went through last year with uh, the pod season and being shut down for months? Uh, yeah, I think it's just going to be a nice relief. Like it was pretty hard on everyone last year, the players, staff, everything. Um, it obviously wasn't ideal and there was a lot of uh, adversity, but having a, hopefully a full season, just regular is going to be really nice. And just, um, just everyone's going to be able to um, really take in that junior A experience. Last question for you. And this is kind of something that I've been asking everybody. Um, so if, if you're speaking into an NHL GM uh, ahead of the draft, how would you describe your game personally? And, and how do you think it would translate to the pro level? Uh, yeah, I think I like to, I like to tell them that I'm a right wing and center because I think having versatility is very, very valuable. Um, I think I'm just a, a big guy that can slow the play down. Um, I can score goals and I can make plays. So I think I just, I really like to focus on 
um, talking about being able to make plays and obviously uh, I can score goals and shoot the puck. And those are the things I usually focus on telling people. All right, Ellis. Well, really appreciate you taking the time today uh, and best of luck at the draft later this month. All righty. Thank you very much. Big thank you to Ellis Rickwood for the time. And that'll do it. That concludes episode one of our NHL draft coverage. Thanks again to all of my guests. That would be Logan Turness, Sasha Telegwin, Charles Alexis Legault, and Ellis Rickwood. If you're looking for more in-depth coverage, just head over to bchl.ca. We'll have player profiles written for most of the NHL draft prospects on top of a full preview and, of course, a recap once the draft actually happens. A huge thank you to our NHL draft coverage sponsor, and that is Chevrolet. Another big thank you to our producer, Greg Ballack, for putting this together. And make sure you tune back in next week where we'll be back with another set of interviews to preview the draft. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Talk to you next week. Mm -hmm.